Hello and welcome back to Weekly Gupshap with Circular Collective. I'm your host and host, Shri Priya Sridharan. And I am Piyush Thawan. And together, we bring to you amazing examples from around the globe in the context of sustainability and circular economy, where India and our citizens can take inspiration from. So, guys, today, I want us all to revisit some important problem statements that Piyush and I had mentioned around food in previous weekly Gupshap episodes. To name a few, do you remember how we spoke about how India loses about 92,000 crores each year to food wastage? Therefore, there's a tremendous commercial value to preventing such waste. Today, most of these wastes occur in supply and distribution stages, and these all are attributed to lack of proper storage infrastructure. Another fact is that, according to FAO, if food wastage were analyzed to be a country, it would be the third largest carbon-emitting nation in the world after China and US. And now, from the perspective of food sustainability, India today is self-sufficient for most of the cereals that we produce, but not quite there in terms of other essentials, that is pulses. Also, we are yet to fully address the challenges related to fair access to food. Food wastage is an alarming issue, not only in India, but across many countries around the globe. City infrastructure, fast life and convenience are the major culprits for this. A 2018 report by CSR Journal suggests that cumulatively, India wastes as much food as United Kingdom consumes. Think, mm-hmm. think, about, think about it, how in India are grand weddings, social and family functions, which again are like micro grand events. How, uh, and you have your hotels, canteens, cafeterias, and even the households. Sir, we spew out so much food. Mind you, I'm still talking about edible, good quality food going into the dump. Let's remember that agriculture is still a resource intensive activity. It uses freshwater reserves. It cuts down forests for land and all the processing machines that aids in ease of functioning are still powered by oil and gas industry. Even though the world produces enough food to feed the current population twice, billions of people are still malnourished. Well, (laughs) these facts are definitely got on to me. I hope we all are able to see and identify the inefficiencies in the current food operating systems. Piyush, you know, in my observation, Mm -hmm. there are so many good companies, sustainable food brands and and businesses that even we had mentioned earlier, they all are working towards meeting these concerns. However, my worry is that without supportive regulations, implementation of good ideas will become challenging. By only implementation, even replication of those ideas into different regions become challenging. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know whether there are any noteworthy regulations somewhere around the globe that can provide a guiding light to take us all out of this darkness of inefficient systems. 
So we'll talk about a very innovative framework, uh, which is making uh-huh. urban food systems more sustainable and inclusive, which is very promising to feed, you know, like this huge urban population that we are seeing um, currently. Um, uh-huh. So the city of Milan in Italy developed Uh, in 2015 something known as the Milan food policy that acts to the urban that acts on the urban food systems with the multidimensional approach around five key priorities uh, and those five key priorities were to improve access to water and healthy food uh, to a move to a regenerative food production systems uh, raising awareness of its local citizens Uh, mm-hmm. supporting scientific research in and around food and food ecosystems and also making the best use of the food available in this ecosystem the first step that milan did was to assess the local food systems by engaging with the local food experts stakeholders ranging from city departments universities businesses and other organizations which collaborated to establish a most effective uh, strategy ultimately um you know like working towards uh, a policy for city of milan and so it's been ongoing for past 6 years or so and they've got very interesting examples and i would just like to showcase a couple of them you know, like just to try to figure out what it really means of this policy um, uh-huh. at a city level so interestingly you know like city of milan had a campaign with 85 schools in and around the city and something like what we have like the midday meal they also had a midday meal sort of scheme with their local public schools it was observed that that when they were serving fruits uh, to these students during the the lunch hour then most of it used to go into the waste bin people apparently st- students did not like to have fruit as dessert so uh, they they quickly realized that and uh, interestingly they sort of rearranged the timing of giving that fruit and essentially it's now given as a midday snack and um, they immediately saw a lot of benefits of just shifting uh, the timings of food delivery and resulted into a 17% reduction in food waste um, generated at the school level so very interesting you know, like just trying to understand the food ecosystems within university and school frameworks indeed um the second bit is you know like around uh, how how did they encourage markets and restaurants and private schools and canteens to avoid food waste what the city of milan did was they gave 20% municipal tax reduction if um, you know like any of the stakeholders were giving their food to food banks and food charities so this resulted into a lot of you know like reduction in the food waste so much so uh, that with increasing amount of communication toolkits like leaflets radio television um, they were able to reduce in just one year mind you approximately 130000 tons of organic resources which is around 8760 tons of carbon dioxide only by the city of milan and uh, here you can really see you know, like the power of good policies which are being implemented Absolutely. at a city level and learning from these experiences um, the city of milan interestingly even went further and they came up with the urban food policy pact or mufpp um, uh-huh. they launched this in during a c40 summit in johannesburg and okay. i think 
it is the first international protocol in which city leaders committed to developing food systems to grant healthy and accessible food to all and thereby protecting biodiversity and fighting uh, food waste what i understood is there are more than 200 cities across the globe that have signed this milan urban food policy pact and uh-huh. you'll be surprised to hear that there are only two cities uh, from india interestingly those two cities are pune and delhi who wow. are, are signees to to this pact so i think it's about time we ask our city administrators what is it that they're doing under this pact i was and, just going to uh, mention that <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly for you you know like Pune and Birmingham from UK are working on a bilateral project on nutrition smart city develop policies practices and pilot programs to accelerate uh, reduction in all forms of malnutrition so definitely something to look up for and you know like so this is an example of seeing how a city in itself can take lead in solving a challenge and the ongoing work in milan is a great example of how policy makers are able to create impact and you know like to transform the system not only in the city but across the globe so mm-hmm. uh, i think we should definitely learn from it and it's high time that more cities especially from india join hands with and and sort of sign the mufpp as well makes sense in fact this makes so much sense but it it has provoked so so many important questions that i'm i'm wondering how how well can such policies be replicated not only in india but across so many other nations around the world and i think with this policy milan has for sure made a fashion statement with the initiative mm-hmm. on this and mm-hmm. they have indeed become a trend setter and i completely agree as to how decreasing the amount of food that is treated as waste is not only reducing greenhouse gas emissions but it's also reducing disposal costs for the city which mm-hmm. which usually gets ignored in terms of consideration it's always there but people kind of uh, put a blind eye to it compost that are the byproducts of those process of wet waste can regenerate irrigated and rainfed crop lands which are a majority in india and thus securing the long term productivity of farmlands just by increasing awareness through communication of the key issues even the citizens feel empowered to be a part of change and through a renewed sense of connection with the food system that supports them that that in fact uh, kind of grabbed my attention how well they are doing it and i'm sure the citizens feel encouraged to even adopt to healthier diets and reduce food waste as a higher value is placed on food now now that the entire city is working towards it together the nation's food security depends not only on crop production but also on the policies that affect food systems from farm to table this policy has definitely become a global benchmark and with that it's a wrap on our today's episode i hope you all liked a different take to weekly gupshap we are going to bring more policies and such intriguing discussions to you uh, every month at least there will be one episode here after i and do let us know your thoughts about it and let us know what uh, what policies probably you would be aware of which is promoting a circular transition in some nation or some city across the globe and we will be happy to 
research and talk about it and probably share those knowledge with more and more individuals. Speaking of sharing, we are happy to let you know that Circular Business Podcast is among top 20 circular economy podcasts on this planet. So thank you listeners for supporting us. Thank you listeners for tuning in and um, participating in our posts, especially of weekly Gapsha wherein we are encouraging more productive discussion and brainstorming around important questions that we as citizens must, must ask each other to drive change. Feel free to reach out to us. You can... Uh, write a message on LinkedIn. My page is Circular Business Podcast. And uh, you can also hit me up on mail, circularbusinesspodcast.india at the rate gmail.com. Piyush, where can they reach out to you? Sure. So we have an active LinkedIn group with uh, the Circular Collective. Uh, you can also write to us at info at the circularcollective.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, <laughs> listeners. And we will see you soon again next week and we will keep surprising you with some elements like these thanks again <laughs> wonderful bye oh by the way i'm relying on you to help me spread the word right tell at least two friends your family members and even your close ones about us and show them how to download the podcast and how to find circular business podcast india and if wherever you are allows you to then please subscribe to our podcast. It is free and it only means that you will get every episode automatically. Don't forget our hashtag Circular Business Podcast India or hashtag CBPI. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.